Welcome to the Sovereign Mind, Body, and Soul podcast with Coach Jerry. I'm your host, Coach Jerry. This is where I deliver to you the truth about pain-free health and joy as I know it from my heart and soul. I left my corporate 7 to 7 job to pursue holistic health and rehabilitation, a passion that stemmed from my personal struggles with obesity, misery, and disease. It was only after I surrendered my attachment to the medical system that I began to truly heal at the root. From arthritis and depression to autoimmunity, it all vanished when I put the doctors and pharmacists on the do not call list. The passion to share the truth as I know it about health was so strong that it left my six-figure corporate management job, and here I am with you today. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you for tuning in. Everybody, Coach Jerry here with Biohacking Truth, and welcome to a live edition of the Sovereign Mind, Body, and Soul podcast with Coach Jerry. I am your host, Coach Jerry. For those of you who aren't familiar, I coach health. I help dads get their life and their health back. I work with all sorts of people, but really focusing on men these days. A lot going on for men, a lot going on for women, a lot going on for everybody. But obviously being a man is near and dear to my heart, the struggles that men go through and trying to be everything to everybody. And I don't think there's a lot of good viable resources for them out there. There's a lot of, we have a lot of clickbait type stuff that a lot of dudes are following. We've got the David Goggins, we've got Andrew Tate, and all those guys have great messages, but very incomplete. Very incomplete. And that's actually the focus of today's show. We're going to talk more about motivation. I do a lot of motivational stuff. As you guys know, it's a big, it's a big topic for me. And it's a, it's the thing that keeps people from taking action and not taking action is the thing that we regret the most when we're on our deathbed. I'm here to help people avoid that. Before we get into motivation, quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Euphoric HealthWorks workshop-based app. Have you found yourself battling procrastination, distractions, or just want, wondering what your next steps are to creating your dream life? The Euphoric HealthWorks app was created just for you. Workshops on the Euphoric HealthWorks app are designed to help you source and remove all the obstacles to keep you from manifesting your best self. These aren't courses with tests and certifications. These are workshops designed to give you real resources so you can work through on your time, laser-focused and efficiently. Download the Euphoric HealthWorks app for free today. It's available on Apple App Store or Google Play. Link will be in the show notes. Guys, this is going. This is obviously a podcast. In the next day or two, I will have edited versions. It'll be available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube, and the show notes will be complete at that time. For those of you on StreamYard, watching on Facebook, I'm going to just go ahead and put this in the comments. Oh, can't post comments on Facebook group. It'll be in the comments later. All right. So comments and show description. All right. Thank you for bearing with me through that. But yeah, that is my app, guys. I created that app. It's a workshop-based app and the free version of that. So there's a few paid workshops. We've got workshops for <clears throat> upper back, lower back pain. We've got workshops for uh, managing stress, decompressing yourself. We've got those kinds of workshops. But really the foundational workshop on there is totally free, 100% free. And that is the number one thing. Everything in that app, the way I've set it up, is the number one thing that gets people to taking effective action. You can enroll with me. You can spend the first three months getting that stuff down, and I'd be happy to take your investment on that, or you can do it for free. And it doesn't matter what your goals are. If you want to lose weight, if you want to put on muscle, if you want to find a new career, what have you. If you want to go find a dream relationship, there's certain things that get in the way of us manifesting our dream life, and all of these cover that. We're talking about beliefs, identities, purpose, core values, the things we don't really think about on a daily basis. And these are the things that David Goggins and, and these motivational people out there are not bringing up on the regular. Why? Because it doesn't sound attractive. It doesn't sound attractive on a 15 second reel. It doesn't sound attractive on a 30 second reel. It's much easier to talk about discipline than it is to talk about integrity, which is actually the focus of today's show. So if you guys have been following me for any length of time, if you've tuned into any of my podcasts, I've discussed motivation ad nauseum and or ad nauseum. And motivation is one of those things. It's when we feel it, we know it, but when it's missing, we don't know where to find it. If that sounds familiar, stay tuned, watch this show. But basically it boils down to, in my system, two different types of motivation. You've got the top down motivation, you've got the bottom up motivation. So the top down motivation is the white hot motivation. That's what David Goggins is for. That's what Andrew Tate is for. 
That's what some of my content is for. And that's really to inspire you to act. And really what they're doing there is they're using certain techniques, certain ways of getting their message across, saying certain things that resonate with a lot of people. <clears throat> and really what that does is that's tapping into the collective unconscious, the collective conscious. But in, in doing so, it's tapping into your personal subconscious and your personal unconscious or your personal conscious consciousness. And when the right thing is said at the right time and it sparks the right lever within our subconscious mind, we just can't help to take action. So that's the upside of the top-down motivation. The downside of the top motivation is it burns white hot and it burns fast. It needs more fuel to keep going. So if you think about you're building a fire, and this, this is how we build our plates too. This is how we build our gym program. All of this goes everywhere. And that's why the focus today shows integrity. So that white hot motivation, if you think about building a fire, that's like throwing dry kindling on the fire, pine needles, dry pine needles on the fire. And they'll burn, they'll burn hot and they'll burn fast. And there will be no doubt that they're on fire, but within a matter of moments, they're gone and they're ashes. So you gotta keep throwing tinder on the fire. A real fire has that kind of fuel, but it's also got the big logs, but the big logs can't <clears throat> take a while to burn, take a while to catch fire. But those big logs create the coals from which we cook all our meals, from which we're actually heating the camp. It's from those big logs. It's not the white hot shit that goes on top. So the white hot shit, that's the top down motivation. That's my subconscious has been sparked. I don't even know why, but I'm motivated. I got this dopamine and this adrenaline. Let's go. The bottom up, the foundational motivation, that's the stuff that people don't like to get into. Guys, men, this is your feminine side that you won't look at. Your inner world. This is the stuff that you haven't sourced. Why do I want to lose weight? And if it goes, if you're not getting past what's in the mirror or even how you feel, if you're not getting past those two things, you're not getting down to the truth of it. And you're refusing to go to your feminine side, your inner world. What in your inner world is calling to this? On a level of the soul, why is this mission important to you? If you're a father or a mother, look at those kids. How do you want those kids to see you grow old? Because you're the example. That's what I'm talking about. If you're spiritual, you're religious, and you believe that you were put here for a purpose, and you believe that your soul has a purpose, we have to go into our inner world, and we've got to get in touch with if we're on the trajectory to match our soul's purpose or not. So that's the bottom-up motivation, and I hope you can understand why <clears throat> those are the coals that cook the meals. Those are the coals that keep the camp hot. Those are the, the coals that keep the fire burning when there is no white hot tinder to throw on top of it. Make sense? And most people only focus on the white hot motivation. That's only one motivation source, but it gets deeper than that. So once we source all that, there's a couple other side angles to this. If you're lacking white hot motivation and your bottom up smoldering motivation doesn't seem to be keeping the fire lit for you to take the action that you know you need to take to get to your goals, get to those things that you've been thinking about for years. You might be in touch with your core value to some extent. You might be in touch with your purpose to some extent. But if it's still not scratching the itch, if you're still not taking the action you need to take, really take a look at your level of gratitude. Are you busy complaining about your life and how you don't have time to cook meals and go shopping and go to the gym? You woke up today and there's several hundred thousand people that didn't. You can always be grateful for something. How much humility are you employing? Are you humble enough to realize that you're not entitled to a perfect life? You're not entitled to a perfectly... Uh, structured day and schedule to where it's easy to decide where to fit your exercise in and your meal preparation in and your inner work, meditations, getting enough sleep, what have you. Or do you think that I'm a victim and life's just giving me this circumstance where I don't have time to go to the gym or I don't have time to prepare my meals? So really, are you humble enough to accept the fact that you aren't entitled to a perfect life and a perfect outcome? And then what's your faith? What's your faith like right now? What's your faith in the process? What's your faith in God? What's your faith in your soul's purpose? Do you really believe that's a thing or do you just say it's a thing and you don't really live by it with your heart? These are things we've really got to come to terms with. And I'll pick on the men again. Men, this is your inner world. This is your feminine side. And if you don't get in touch with that, you're going to be not a divine masculine. You're just going to be a masculine. Some of the side angles around motivation that I discussed recently. So we've got the top-down white-hot stuff. We've got the foundational bottom-up stuff. We've got the burning tinder, and we've got the smoldering coals. And sometimes those 
we lose track of those. Having some humility, having faith in the process, faith in your the magic that you possess, just being a human being. This is part of the mystical, mythical levels of consciousness and your gratitude. How grateful are you that you're actually walking around? If you're a type of person that doesn't have any physical obstructions or any major diseases or illnesses that keep you from being able to be healthy and, and happy and whole, just be grateful that you've got a body that could perform in the gym if you decided to go. These are the things that are easy to be grateful for. So what we're actually going to break down today is integrity. Okay. And a lot of people might take this the wrong way. When I say your integrity might be hindering your motivation, that doesn't mean you're a bad person or you're lazy or anything like that. That's not what I'm getting to. Not a lot of people know the actual meaning of the word integrity. They don't know where it comes from. And it's really tied into, in my opinion, a spiritual thing. Okay. But this came up to me actually, as I was doing a little active meditation and I was doing a meditation around loss and a little background story. I'm not going to bore you with personal details, but some guy reached out to me. If you guys know the story of, you know, my upbringing and, you know, my mother left when I was at a real young age, it was a really confusing situation. And I was seven years old at the time and I'm 45 now. And I've seen her twice since then. I haven't spoken to her since I was 21. So really she was like a phantom in my life, my mother. Some people reached out to me on messenger a few days ago and they asked, you know, is your mom Tina? Did you guys live in Clarkson, Washington? And I was like, Whoa, I didn't recognize the name. I recognize these people. Anyway, come to find out these guys were good friends with my parents. They had all these pictures of me when I was young with their kids. And man, as you can imagine, this brought back a flood of memories, subconscious stuff, unconscious stuff, all these things started revisiting some stuff. I said, I want to spend some time with my mother. So I did an active meditation. I went back to my mom and went, what's the most powerful memory you have of your mother? So I went to that moment and that moment was the moment that she told me that she was going to move. At the time we were living in Idaho or you know, Idaho and she told me that she was going to pack up and move to California. And I was seven years old at the time, like I said, and, and I've seen her twice since. And what I realized in doing this active, active imagination meditation was that was the moment that I believe that I adopted a couple traits that really, they were spurs in my saddle for a long time. Okay, we'll put it that way. These are, these are deep, dark shadows that I just recently came to terms with. Oh, these are issues with you. These are issues with being able to connect with people and being able to relate to people. And those two things were one, my sense of urgency around trying to, um, what's the right word? Try to influence people, right? Be able to be persuasive. And it's always been from a place of love. And I'm my personality type, Enneagram type eight, I'm a protector, I'm a leader. I've got a lot of type one in me. We're going to talk a lot about the type one Enneagram today, but I see the best in people. I always have. I always have. I've always been that guy that's, dude, you don't even know what you're capable of. And so that, that sense of urgency to, to help talk people into seeing the parts of themselves that they don't see in my mind started at that moment. Another thing, if someone ever told me, yeah, let's get together sometime. It's just off the cuff for them. It might, they might've forgot it as soon as they said it. For me, that was a promise. That was a deal. That was Oh, someone's and I are going to go play golf next week sometime. It was like etched in stone. And the reason why I believe that was formed at that time was in my, in my stressful state as that young child, this sense of urgency. I got a lot of people here on Instagram. Hey guys on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. As a child, I'm sensing I'm about to lose my mother and I don't even know where it came from, but I had this, I found this really strong ability to persuade. And I persuaded her to promise me that if she ever came back to Idaho, she would stay. I thought I had this ace in the hole. There it is. She did come back to Idaho one other time, but she didn't stay. And that just broke my heart. So I have this hypervigilant, hyperamnesic memory when anybody says, yeah, we'll do this. Let's do this. And I honestly think this has a big influence on how I got into holism. The holistic aspect of humanity is because it's all about integrity. That was my first lesson in integrity. So that's why I firmly believe that I see the golden people. I see what they do not see. I see their potential before they do. And I have a heartfelt desire to persuade them to see it as well. 
And I'm also on the back end looking for some sort of a commitment from people. I didn't realize that about myself. And I didn't once I did realize it about myself, I wasn't sure where it came from. And that moment right there is where it came from. So again, that was my first painful lesson in integrity that I can remember. And we've all heard the word integrity, but what does it really mean? What does it really mean? Dictionary definition, wholeness, innocence, blameless, purity, steadfast adherence to strict moral or ethical codes, a quality or condition of being whole or undivided. Root word is a Latin one, I don't remember it, but the same root word where integral comes from, integrated comes from. So really, integrity means whole. And in the personality work that I do, the Enneagram personality work, that's the type one in the Enneagram. The type one is all about integrity. Type ones do not like to be blamed for anything. Type ones do not like to do the wrong thing. Type ones do not like to be seen as a bad person. When they overexpress that, they can become perfectionistic. They can become overly rigid. Metaphysically, they'll develop digestive issues, constipation, hemorrhoids. So they can just really get themselves painted into such a corner that they shrink their comfort zone, okay? Ironically, integrity plays both ways in the whole process of getting what you want and being motivated. And I want to uncover that for you today, okay? I see this all the freaking time, all the freaking time. I get so many DMs from people. And I'll tell you right now, the people that DM me that they're most excited and are just can't wait to talk to me, those are the ones I'm most nervous about. Those are the ones that are going to be the first one to back out of a program. Those are going to be the ones that don't reply to a DM. And here's why. I think I figured it out. So if we have too much or too little integrity, here's the likely play on it, okay? So too little integrity, what's that look like? Someone that has too little integrity is going to feel scattered. They're going to be unorganized. They're probably going to be a little fearful of being present. Because when you're present, then you get to feel and you get to think. They are the types that will commit to things and back out or just flat out refuse to commit. Why? Because they have a fear of commitment and their shadow is completeness. They don't feel alive or whole unless they're incomplete. This would be like a personality, maybe type four in the Enneagram, a lot of type seven in here. So these are people that are led by their emotions, people that are led by actions. They don't like to think a whole lot. Um, definitely not in touch with their intuition so much. So they're led in a singular focus, either in the emotional body or they're spending all their time avoiding thinking and feeling. Okay. So that is their relationship with integrity. Integrity is scary to them. Completeness is scary to them. Wholeness is scary to them. So they don't commit to things because they know that they can't commit to things. I should say they know that they believe they can't commit to things. Okay. So in their mind, it's futile to commit to something because I always sabotage it. It's a lie to self, but that's what they believe. Okay. So they're underdisciplined and they're seeing everything through too broad of a lens. The type seven in the Enneagram is seeing everything they're missing out on. So they can't be present and do one thing right now because they're missing out on everything else they could be doing. The type four, the emotionally led types, they're so stuck in their emotional world that if they go immerse themselves in a structured, rigid, organized situation where there's schedules and there's deadlines and we expect you to show up here in this way, uh, that is just that, that, that just seems like absolute terror to them, absolute horror to them, because they're going to miss out on figuring out what's going on in their emotional world if they're structured, organized, and expected to be accountable for things. Any of these personality types can work, can find discipline, can find motivation, can find integrity. It's just your version of it is going to look a little bit different than someone else's. What happens when you have too much? When you have too much integrity, when you feel you're too integral of a person, you might become overly rigid. Fun might be scary to you. Emotions might be scary to you. Doing things just to do things with no expectation of outcome, no objective way to say it was a win or it was a loss or that it ended up good or ended up bad, that might seem really unattractive to you if you're overly tied into, overly attached to your integrity. Too much is going to really focus your view, focus your lens on how you see the world. You're going to tend to see the world more through like the lens of a pea shooter, very narrow focus on things. You don't see the broad picture, the big picture, because you're so busy about perfecting your little part of the equation so that you can't be blamed or so that you can't make a mistake 
that you end up saying a lot, saying no a lot to opportunities in life. Okay, again, this is someone with too much integrity. And it's not that they really have too much integrity, it's just they haven't really prioritized in their life what needs the integrity, or they've got mismatched values with their actual goals in life. Okay, so their goals don't match their values. So their integrity is placed in something that doesn't match their goals, but it might match their values. But if their goals and their values don't match, then you can't form an alignment with, of, with of your priorities. And with commitments, they're likely going to find reasons why it's not appropriate at this time to take action. Now, if this is you at all, think about if that's true in your case. And why would it not be appropriate? If I decide to go on this meal plan, and but my family's not, I'll be separating from the family. That wouldn't be good. Or if I decide to start going to the gym and start exercising, then I might have to sacrifice some family time, or I might have to uh, take a look at my work schedule and see if I can get some sort of accommodation there. And that wouldn't be the right thing to do. That's not what a good person would do. That's not very conscientious, but they're missing the big picture and something like that. And those are real life examples, guys. I'm gonna just throwing those out there. Let's use a family thing. Like, is the family gonna miss you for 30 minutes a day? And if the answer is yes, what are you giving them on the back end? Would they rather have that 30 minutes a day with you that may or may not be that important if you were to get more intentional with the time you do spend with them? Would they rather have that and watch you die a slow death because you didn't live your dreams? Because you didn't find health ever? You didn't figure out how to get off those prescription drugs and avoid those surgeries? Maybe not. The answer is always individual. Bad optics. Oh, that would look bad. That would just look bad. If I'm the only one going to the gym on my lunch break at the office and everyone else is working through their lunch. I got to be part of the team and work through my lunch too. That's what the boss expects. Did you see how that, those values, those ethics, that would be work ethic, right? That wouldn't be morals per se, but let's say your work ethic and not wanting to look bad or look like the, the maverick the rogue employee really that's a misplaced value right because it doesn't really matter and the big what's important is what's good for you so again if we're overly rigid if we're relying too much on our version of integrity we really narrow the frame of focus we narrow our experiential innate relationship with the world and we just lack a broad view so most of us fall somewhere within the spectrum very few people are all the way all the way one end or the other but i would think that you probably know if this is an issue for you you probably know where you fall on the spectrum so some things that you can do, right? If you are on the end of the spectrum where you're a little more scattered, a little more unorganized, maybe structure scares you, that would be too little integrity. Add a little bit. You don't need to add a whole bunch. You need to go from zero to a thousand, but also get in tune to the fact that you, just like everyone else, have 24 hours in your day. And why would you want to go through all your days without having some sort of dedicated time for certain important things? And you can express yourself truly authentically because you're not denying yourself anything that's important. So for those types, I wouldn't say just start writing everything down on a calendar and tracking everything that you do, but what's one thing you could add to your life on a daily basis that would add some structure that would put you more in alignment with your goals? Have you written your goals down? Have you just tried something that, that you didn't think was going to work or that you didn't think you had time for, or that you didn't think you would be disciplined enough to do? Have you actually tried it or did you talk yourself out of it before you did it? So I would just add a little bit of structure, a little bit of structure to your life, a little bit of structure to your day. Journaling is a great thing for people that are pretty scattered, pretty unorganized, because they tend to be more of a creative type, more of an expressive type. And ironically, it's their repression of their self-expression that's getting them in this state. But journaling is great. You can ex express yourself freely. You don't got to worry about what anybody says about it. And if you commit to a certain time every single day to do it, that's a start. Now you've proven to yourself that you can schedule something and do it. If you've got too much integrity, <laughs> um, really take a look at your values. Really take a look at what you want in life and see how your time appropriation for each of those matches. Are you really getting it right for what you want and for how you want to show up to the world? And then how could you make it a little more fun? Fun is not bad. Fun is not going to hurt you. Okay. Fun is not dangerous. So how can you make things just a little bit more fun? Because the reason why they say no to things in life in part, in large part is because when you're not having fun, you're missing out on the experiential of life, right? 
So now you want to look at objective things that you did or didn't do that say you're a good or a bad person. And having fun could really fly in the face of that. But if we take a look at your relationship with integrity, which is highly attached, you're really highly attached to your integrity. And we look at the actual meaning of the word integrity means whole. So how whole are you if you're not having any fun? How whole are you if you're not taking some risks in life, some safe risks, and realize, oh, I can take a little bit of a risk and not die? So it's just little simple tweaks, little simple tweaks. Obviously, the best way to really source this stuff is to just get down into it and get your personality established, know what your personality is, know what your traits are, know what it looks like when you're on your path to growth and know what it looks like when you're on your path to decline. There's all sorts of resources you can have for that. Of course, I recommend the Enneagram. I recommend the Riso Hudson Enneagram system and any of the testing and any of the resources and books that are around that will be very helpful to you. If you want to fast track that, of course, you can give me a call when we can get you going. But really, really the, in closing here, guys, is like, the main theme of this is to realize where your motivation comes from. You got the top down white hot stuff and you've got the bottom up foundational stuff. And those two need to be feeding each other to keep the fire going. And integrity is a big one. Integrity is a big one. Okay. Your level with integrity is your level with wholeness. So as I brought up in the example earlier, the people that are the most excited when they reach out on DM and the conversation is really hot and heavy, really quick. I know right away, okay, this guy's, he's experiencing some white hot motivation. And within a few questions, I realize there isn't much foundational motivation. Once I realize that, I don't write anybody off, but I, I'm not super hopeful that this person is going to actually commit to something. And it's because they're running off of white hot motivation. And so if you're missing any of those, if you're missing any of those are the types of people that lack the integrity necessary to actually take focused action. Okay. And tied into this guys, all of this is your level of self-love and your level of self-acceptance and self-acceptance doesn't mean that I don't need to show up and I don't care um, in my highest self or my best self, whatever, take me as I am. That's not self-acceptance, self-acceptance. Um, is accepting yourself for who you are. But the bigger picture is that you love yourself enough to be your best self. And most of the things that we put in our way aren't put there by us. Other people put them there for us and we're young and impressionable or we're stressed out and impressionable when these ideas come across our psyche and we believe them. We believe that there's something wrong with us. We believe that people don't accept us. We believe that we're useless. We believe that we provide no value to the world. We believe that shit, but none of it's true. None of it's true. Your level of attachment, your level of integrity is going to be directly correlated to your deep-seated beliefs about yourself, whether they're yours or someone else's. And the better we get at sourcing this stuff, start with your integrity. So those people that reach out to me that are lacking that bottom-up motivation, no purpose, it's ironic because those are the ones that need my program the most because they're lacking wholeness, right? Which is why they're on that end of the spectrum. But those are the ones that are most likely to sabotage your efforts or not commit. The other ones, if you're way on the level of integrity scale, really high on the other end of the spectrum. Those are the ones that sit and wait and wait and wait and don't take action because there's never a perfect time. So if you fall somewhere in that spectrum, know where you're at, know what motivation you're lacking. If it's top down, bottom up. Okay. And if you have no idea what any of that is, of course, I've got you, like I said, download my app, go to the app store. There will be a link in the description once all this is published. But again, that is designed to get this set up with you. And I, this is something everybody needs. So I decided to make it free. I decided to make it free. Download my app, Euphoric HealthWorks, Y-O-U-P-H-O-R-I-C, HealthWorks, all one word. I've also got a men's group going in January. I've still got a few spots left for that. Actually just had one guy back out yesterday. Actually, I had this podcast planned before that happened too. I just thought, how ironic. I had a back guy back out yesterday. Got another spot open there. Um, this is a Fit Dad Challenge, guys. It's going to be 16 weeks. You're going to get personalized, personalized workout program, personalized nutrition plan, prep plan, 10 weeks of, or 16 weeks of 10 guys in the same position as you supporting you sharing their wins and their losses for the week and just keeping you immersed in the process long enough for you to build habits. Because it's one thing to run on a white hot motivation, but if you aren't immersed in the process long enough to build habits, that shit's going to burn up. You're not going to have enough coals to keep it going and you'll just be where you were the last 10 times you've tried this. 
Okay. So if you want to get in on that, you can go ahead and DM me. It's about, oh, 25% of my one-on-one -on -one investment rate plus an extra month of service on top of that plus group support. Yeah. And if you guys need help with anything that, that we talked about today, I'm here for you. Feel free to reach out to me on DM. And even if you are on that lower end of the spectrum and you get all excited and you're lacking that motivation, you can go ahead and DM me. We'll talk. Okay. All right. Real quick. We'll see if there's any comments. No, we just got one person said, hi, how's it going? All right. So if nobody's got any questions, I'm going to go ahead and sign off, get to dinner. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Those of you tuned in on Instagram, those of you tuned in my Facebook group, thank you very much. And as always, if you ever need anything, I'm available for you. Reach me on DM. You, you can uh, email me, jerry at biohackingtruth.com. Reach me on my direct cell, 406-241-3763. I'm always here for you, 24-7-365. All right, guys, signing off. Peace, much love, and live well.